So, I have a story for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it's a minor story. So, my car has been off the road for two years. It hasn't been NCT'd in four. Uh, the NCT ran out December 16. So, I got it NCT'd last Friday. And I got my new NCT cert. And it runs out the end of November. No way. Yeah, I have to go back and have an NCT oh, again, right? So I, I, while I was there, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's not a cash cow. No, really. <laughs> so while I was there, I said to your man, uh, so you know the way you, you can do your NCT three months early? Yeah. And he said, yeah. I said, does that mean I can do it again on Friday week? And he, and he says, yeah. And I said, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> he said, yeah. yeah. I said, so what's the difference between now and then? And he just goes, ah, oh, it's backdated. And I said, but that's not the point of this thing. It's not meant to be a cash cow. So maybe is it is it okay for the next two years? Yeah, so, yeah. so I'll have two years, three months if I if I do it on Friday. What day is today? Yeah, Friday week. Yeah. On the next five. Mm. How do you get two years out of it? Oh, it'll be. It's oh, it's not two years yet. So yeah, it's a, a year, isn't it? Yeah, it's a year yeah. and three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I think in twenty twenty one, then it goes to two years. Okay. And then in twenty thirty one, there's no NCT. Uh, they've brought in new rule where forty years is older. It's a rolling uh-huh. uh, exemption. So, uh, buy up all your, uh, 80s cars now. Nice one. No NCT. <laughs> um, look after them, the Sid fuckers. Look after them is fucking right, yeah. I ho- hope you're recording this. I am. Yeah. Oh, this we're is, live. This is gold. Oh, our, our audience needs to hear about this. We are live. Actually, since we last talked, we had a gig as well. Since oh, yeah. I'm talking about me. I just had to talk more about me. Um, yeah, we, we were to play a wedding. Uh, wedding singers. Yeah, well, it's a sort of <laughs> the the bit be- after the ceremony and before the meal. Uh, okay, right, where everyone's sort of having. Oh, a, help! A, help people forget they're hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the post ceremony drinks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. Um, so did you do Muzak? Uh, like we did. We're, we're over in a castle, Kilconine or whatever it's called, Cunin Castle over there, Clare Galway, there beside Clunaconine. Clunaconine, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we brought the PA and all the rest of it, and then we realized actually the acoustics are magnificent. We're in the dungeon, okay. So the acoustics were brilliant. Yeah, we we're just like fuck. It. We just uh-huh. go acoustic, and it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I d- we really, really enjoyed it. All we did was jam for three yeah. hours. Right, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> and, and they loved it. Yeah, yeah. and it was just like, yeah, do another beer. Okay, yeah. there's a tab yeah. up there for you. We're just yeah. grand. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was brilliant. Keep it coming. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to segue into TV, did any of you watch? Um, James Corden's Carpool Karaoke with Paul McCartney? Uh, I no, I watched is it Seinfeld's Carpool Karaoke with Obama? No, oh, really? Or is that no, that's the cars cars comedians drivey thing. Getting coffee. Comedians oh, yeah. getting coffee yeah, in cars or yeah, something like yeah. that. Comedians in cars getting coffee season ten is probably what you watched. Yeah. But um the so the the late show with James Corden, I think it's called, is an so-so chat show. But the Carpool Karaoke segment is brilliant. It's uh, him driving with the musician. And James Corden can sing really well. So he puts on their songs on the car radio. They sing along and he sings harmony over them. And it's usually class. But the with the Paul McCartney one, and you can find this on YouTube. It's out there. Mm-hmm. If you missed it when it was on TV, the segment went on for something like 25, 26 minutes, which is like double or triple the usual length. All right. And he brought him all the way around Liverpool. He brought him to the house that he used to live in and asked the people who live there now, could he bring him in and show him around? No way. <laughs> and because he's Paul McCartney, of course, they let him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they appeared in this bar that he used to drink in when he was younger. And... Uh, they went in and hid him behind a curtain and then got someone to, James Corden goes, oh, can I work behind the bar here? And of course, because they're in on it, they let him. And then he says to someone, why don't you go put on a song there on the jukebox? It's free. And sure, as soon as they put in a song, then the curtain drops and Paul McCartney with a backing band starts singing ah, Beatles songs. Brilliant. <laughs> and the amount of people in that started wailing in, like, and yeah. James, I was thinking about it when you said about the points and the tab, because Corden yeah. hands a beer from the bar to be passed all the way up to the bandstand yeah, yeah. it was very funny <laughs> but it's a really good segment like I'm not a Beatles fan I, I don't really like their music at all but it's still really interesting and seeing the love that the people of Liverpool have for him you know yeah, all these yeah, years yeah. on they're really fucking proud of him you know that's your ledge yeah yeah but, but you, like people, other places aren't necessarily like that True. you know like 
U2 is a good example and I suppose that's mainly Bono's fault but if you, if you think of <laughs> just because people are successful it doesn't mean that where they're from they're proud of them yeah. you know but uh, obviously Paul McCartney is, comes across like a nice guy and they are proud of him so I don't know oh yeah just can't live with him yeah <laughs> so, so that, that was it that, yeah. was, that was my story cool but careful karaoke hmm. so what's crack Mike what have you been up to uh, I've been stupidly busy working and stuff what a fucking waste of time that is. <laughs> Point the mic at your mouth there, will you? For, <laughs> so people can hear you. Yeah. 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 It just gets in the way of like good stuff. No, uh, seriously, point it out. No, no. the other way. The other yeah. way. <coughs> Push up the back bit. Yeah, Push up the go. back bit. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And it's directional. Pump up the jam, pump it up. Yeah, we're, sti- <laughs> we're, sti- yeah, we're still on a budget here. <laughs> yeah. They got some good uh, good ones in Little or Aldi, I'm sure, one of the days. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like in some places, it's no expense is spared. Yeah, yeah. But mm. here, it's no pence are spent. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. When a, a hurricane mm-hmm. scooped up a whole load of sharks, we had a sharknado. We did. What happens when a hurricane picks up a load of zombies? No. Oh, Mark, I can't begin to imagine what would happen when a hurricane picked up a scoop of zombies. Zombies. Fear Fear of the Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 9, aired this Sunday. (laughs) No way. And the opening scene shows a zombie suddenly gaining the ability to flight. And then, as the camera zooms out, you realize that it's the wind, and he's in some kind of tornado. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Season what? Yeah. Four episode right, nine. It's such, Fear the Walking yeah. Dead, not the oh, not yeah, the flagship yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it is it season four? You were telling us tied in with the yes the Morgan's other? in it. Okay, yeah. cool. It ties in with Walking Dead and Lost. There's a All polar right. bear, a zombie polar bear. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know you know the you know the inappropriate sister in Lost. Yes, she's in it now. Okay, she's oh, in Fear the Walking Dead. What's her name? Is she still lost? Um, Brooke Johnson <laughs> no, or something is her name? Isn't that right? Oh, I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's I'd, I'd have to look like it up. That. I have to it's look like, it up. Like, yeah. So I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure none of you are uncool enough to watch the Walking Dead after show called Talking Dead. Are you? I could never get into those after shows. The, the, what's the Game of Thrones one as well? After Thrones or something, or On the Throne? Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> on the Throne, After Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Maggie Grace, yeah, well, I, that's her name. Sorry. All right. yep. You kind of have to build up antibodies for super fans. Mm-hmm. And w- once you have that, once like seeing as someone who's a super fan of a show talk about it, mm-hmm. doesn't make you want to eat your own head, then you'll have no problems. Yeah. Um, so Chris Hardwick is the host and he came on to the... I didn't realize that Fear of the Walking Dead got their own Talking Dead episodes, but they do. So I said, well, Jesus, seems this is here, I'm going to watch it as well, because I quite like it for the main show. So Chris comes on, and he starts talking about how great the fans are, and he's really, really thankful, and he's so, so thankful to all the fans, and he starts crying. And I went, right, what is the story here? This is the host of The Talking Dead. Okay. He was a podcaster, basically, and he's worked up into being, you know, presenter on a fairly popular show on AMC. Oh, man, and he has I his own. Say he has his I'd own. say worked across. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's a step backwards, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcasting is, you know, it's so hard to get into. It's such a restrictive area. But it, you see, you need freedom of expression, which you don't have. It'll be decided by a committee yeah. when you go into something like that. You know, so yeah. I, I feel for him. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, he's had to compromise everything to make yeah, exactly. money, which is something none of us would ever do. No, no. So, but you should see the quality of his mic. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I did a quick Google, and it turns out that he was off the air for five weeks because an ex-girlfriend of his made some cryptic allegations about abuse in their relationship. Wow. Oh. Like emotional, physical, and sexual. They were all in there. Wow. Wow. And uh, as soon as the fans put together that she was talking about Chris, he was off the air. Right. And he has now been cleared and is back on the air. So that's what led to his emotion, emotional outpouring, basically. Okay. So he was kind of saying thanks to everyone for sticking with him, him and having faith in him. And he's back, basically. Oh, yeah, that's a good question, Mike. Yeah. Was it a petition to get him back from the fans? 
Or no, it was, a, it was an investigation by the fans? run by AMC, the network. Okay. Oh. So the fans actually had nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, nothing to do with it. Yeah. Look at you laughing away at someone else's misfortune. <laughs> you're like, you're like the character in the first half of a horror movie. She's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking happy out. <laughs> okay, so that, that's enough for me. What else did you guys see? So anyway, Fear the Walking Dead has a, has a zomnado. I managed to see 29 episodes of MKR. <laughs> Did you? 29? Yeah. Jesus, it's that long. Yeah. It's taken over my life. It's, wow. It's, yeah. Some 29 episodes of what? MKR, My Kitchen Rules Australia. Oh, right. I, I'm more interested, far more interested in hearing about The Meg. The Meg, yes. I also managed to see The Meg. What's The Meg, Mike? What's The Meg? Yeah. How the fuck have you missed these trailers? They're ubiquitous, like, on TV. Like, oh, I don't watch TV, does it? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, like, been to the beach? Yes. With, say, a small person that you care dearly, dearly about? Yes. <laughs> and, and then, say, if you were on some floaty thing. Right. Imagine how you'd feel if you saw a 90-foot fucking shark swimming underneath your floaty thing. Ooh. Ooh is right. <laughs> <laughs> is... Is this just a movie, or is it... Yes. Oh, it's, okay. It's uh, Jason Statham. I was wondering how they'd stretch the series, like, yeah. you know, based on that. <laughs> okay. Jason Statham is Jason Statham. No way. <laughs> yeah, but this time he doesn't have an Audi. He's got a submarine. Oh, he doesn't have an... Oh, I thought he had an inflatable duck or something, no? <laughs> oh. I thought that's where you were going with this. What the hell? No, the Meg is uh, short for the Megalodon. Okay. Oh. So it's oh. Summer blockbuster, Jason Statham. Um, he is... Uh, Summer blockbuster a, in Thailand. A submarine savvy expert. A okay. pretty good submarine savvy expert. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he has a crisis of confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, he's the only person that has ever saved anybody from more than 10 kilometers underwater. Oh, but it came at a price. Where was he when the curse was there? That's fucking amateur stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was like, what, 800 meters? Yeah. <laughs> Piffle. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's what he does. And he's mm-hmm. really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. But he loses a couple of buddies while doing it. Oh. So he, baggage. he's out of the game. Yeah. Um, they pu- pull him out of retirement for this one last job. One last job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, it turns out that this this billionaire who's decided to fund a an undersea research station, uh-huh. complete with its own submarines, mm-hmm. in a heretofore thought limited depth area near China. But it turns out that the bottom they were looking at wasn't the real bottom. Oh. Yeah. They found a false bottom in the ocean. <laughs> Um, that's where Hitler and the lads are hanging out. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're all drinking schnapps and, <laughs> 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 yeah. and singing Edelweiss. It is yeah. di- dinosaurs. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's perfectly flat down there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the story is they wake up something they shouldn't have woken up. Oh, and that is and the Meg. Oh, and it's angry Megalodon. I see. Hasn't been seen for two and a half million years. Thought to be extinct. Yeah. No. So this is a, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat, like. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is, is the submarine in, in, like, is it big or is it going to be like a bitter pill to swallow for the Megalodon or? No, these are. Is that like inner space or these something? These are no? mostly small little sort of like Guardians of the Galaxy shuttle kind of submarines. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy always reminds me of security people in phone shops. (laughs) 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 Samsung phone shop. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the the root of the story is they wake up this big, big fucking shark, Hmm. which is, what what do they say, 90 feet long? Jesus, yeah. Um, And it has really, really, really big teeth. Yeah. And it's really, really, really hungry. Mm. And uh, they spend the rest of the movie trying to kill the bastard. Okay. Yeah. And in the meantime, is he picking off randomers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's quite a good cast. Um, 
and of amputees. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, in the best traditions of 21st century movie making, they made a very diverse cast. All right. So that the shark has a diverse diet. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to keep a balanced diet. You don't want to specialize too much. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, Mike, are we on the B scale with this or is it a full blown movie? What do you think? Oh, it, it was so disappointing. The movie has some fantastic scenes. Um, some of which well, you would why, see. Why the disappointing then? Because what they did was they, they basically built CGI or special effects, whatever way mm-hmm. they did it. And they said, okay, we've got these set pieces. Now let's write a script to fit these set pieces together. Oh. Right, okay. Yeah. So the story doesn't grow. Uh, you know, this leads to this leads to this. Mm. It's kind of, okay, this happened. Uh, right. Let's, uh, talk a little bit about Bobby who didn't yeah. make it and then yeah. this happens oh yeah, that yeah. was cool yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. how um, do we get to the next set piece yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it's quite disappointing because there were some prom- promising characters that were really really badly handled uh, point of case being the billionaire who funds the, the undersea yeah. research station oh you find out at the end that he's Sasha Baron Cohen yeah <laughs> 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 we'd come to that <laughs> so uh, he so what we, Sorry, Mike, go on. I, I was just going to say this character starts out as sort of comic relief, and he's he's done comicy stuff before, so he's you know that's a good fit for him. But mm-hmm. then they start messing around with: is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to be like uh, remember Burke from Aliens? Mm. Uh, you know, cocksucker type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never make up their mind how they want to play him. Okay. So it just ends up clunky and awkward, wow. and it's like, ah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, there's other characters like that that had potential. It was just, you know, it was weak, left behind. Yeah, weak yeah. writing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, which is an awful shame because the set pieces are great, are they? <laughs> <laughs> and and the complete lack of any scientific rigor is just <laughs> manna from heaven. You know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, these guys are like. 11 kilometers under the water, but they've got real-time streaming data, uh, uh, audio and visual. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Not a cable inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that, I'm sure there's US Navy commanders all over the world that love to have that. <laughs> so, uh, what are you going to give it? Um, I can't really give any more than a six. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I did enjoy it for what it was, yeah. but, um, the, the elephant in the room or the shack in the water yeah. is that they didn't give the the monster a personality. Like like <laughs> right. cl- classic uh Hey hey kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, cla- classic uh man versus sea kind of movies like Moby Dick or yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaws or whatever. Mm-hmm. It becomes personalized. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a battle between the the animal the animal Yeah. You know, is evil. You know, and creature he, feature. He wants yeah. that fucking captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. In this, the animal never does anything other than what an animal, an animal yeah, would do. Yeah, yeah. You know, and some of the scenes towards the end, you know, because it hadn't become personalized, you know, I think they crossed the line into animal cruelty. It was like, Jesus, really? Oh, really? <laughs> you know. Um, or fish cruelty. Yeah, because they haven't, they haven't built the fish into a persona that needs to die. Right, okay. You know, it's just like, you guys are a bunch of assholes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, if you want to send a check to, uh, savethesharks.com. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Mark, Better Call Saul is back. It is indeed. Is it, it is, is indeed it back and as good as ever? Well, it seems to be. Yeah. Like it picks up directly where the last season left off. Mm-hmm. There's like there's no visible break in anything. It is, you know, mere minutes mm-hmm. since the last episode finished. Okay. And the narrative for this one picks up again. Um we've got all of the things that I loved about the last episode and this one. You've got serious character integrity and authenticity and the storytelling that we've learned to love in Breaking Bad and in Better Call Saul is there in spades and it's just all building it's just building 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 like the one thing about this show and Breaking Bad was a lot like this is there was an awful lot of build up and sometimes not really any release yeah 
and uh, there are elements of that in this too. It's the season started like all the other seasons have with a black and white flash forward to his life now post Breaking Bad. Yeah, and and then it leaves that, and we won't probably see that again till the yeah. last episode of the season. But anyway, um, cool. I'm it's really good. There's a lot happening because you know everybody now. Yeah, everyone's been introduced. Um, and you've backgrounds on them, and yeah, 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 and like everyone that's going to be coming in from from Breaking Bad, they're there, and the story is just moving. And like Mike Ehrmantraut is such an amazing character. I love his narrative, mm-hmm. so good. But uh, yeah, uh, it's, yeah it cool. seems seems just as good as it has been. Looking forward to it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I got to see Gotti. Did you? Yeah, but why'd you bother though? Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of, after watching, I kind of thought that, yeah. Um, now, I was I was more interested in the story. Uh, John Travolta lately hasn't been, well, since Pulp, Pulp Fiction, really. It yeah. sort of hasn't been great, you know. It's yeah. been kind of downward bit, spiral yeah. yeah, so, um, but he, he was... He was all right in this. This uh, it was it was good in places. It was weak, very weak in places. And uh, sorry, is this the story of Gotti's rise or th- his fall? It's it's uh, everything. Like it okay. starts off with him uh, in prison, mm-hmm. you know, and then it flashes back, and it's him talking to uh, I think mostly his son, but various people, you know. And so it, it's all about uh, here's how it all played out, kind of thing, and it's very. It's very good, fellas. Very uh, Godfatherish, as it, you know. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of know what you're going to get. You know, it's yeah. like it's like watching Titanic. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I I enjoyed it. Like uh, it, it wasn't one where I was checking the phone, but there was times I thought, yeah. Yeah, you could have done that a bit better. You could have or left that on the cutting room floor. You know, there's a couple of scenes. It was just like they're they're. They're try. They're. It was almost like they're trying too hard to be the good fellas type. Mm. Good fellas, you know, like, you know, hey, I'm walking here. You know, it's yeah. just like you didn't need to say that. Yeah. You, you know, well, it wasn't that that specific phrase, but they might say something like that, and yeah. you know, so um, in places like that, and there's a couple of times where he, he goes on a bit of a monologue, mm. and you're like, yeah, you're not convincing me. Right. Yeah, it just looks like John Travolta doing an accent, you know. <laughs> it's like I don't, <laughs> you know. But then there's other times where you just go, "Geez, he looks really like him," you know. And yeah, and yeah. you know, there's there's great some good parts in like in say in the courtroom parts of it, and yeah. you, you sort of go, "Oh yeah, that's that's pretty decent." Um, and where he's sort of up and coming and so on, that's that section of it is very good. Overall, though, I think it's a six. Okay. Uh, at best, but it's six, it's a six because um, I didn't look at my phone, okay. you know, um, yeah. and I didn't check the time, yeah. and uh, yeah, so it, it was entertaining, mm-hmm. but it's it's not one you're going to remember, you right. know, um, really. Yeah. So, Mike, did did you mark the Meg? I gave it a six. Okay, mm, so yeah. just, we've got a trend already tonight, then. Yeah, yeah. Actually, just on the uh, uh, gangster theme, yeah. you haven't been watching uh, The Real Narcos? It's on Channel 4. The Real Narcos, no. Uh, it's your, it's one of the guys from, you remember SAS, Are You Tough Enough? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's the second in command, Jason Fox. Is okay. And it's, it's a short enough series, just three episodes, and it's... Uh, he goes to episode one is Mexico, episode two is Colombia, and episode three is uh, Peru. And he's following basically the narco trail south. Oh right, um, but a very interesting show. Yeah, he's going around meeting like Sinaloa Cal- cartel and Cali cartel. And, no way! And it's pretty fucking sketchy people. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm actually I'm watching El Chapo at the moment. Oh yeah, I, I'm yeah. on a new season at the yeah, moment, and yeah. uh, it's Sinaloa, of course. Yeah, but. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Talk about sketch. You don't want to fucking no. listen to these people. <laughs> Whatever about yeah. uh, the Colombians. Like yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing that I took away from it was uh, how fucking futile the whole lifestyle was. Mm. Like, he was talking to uh, a number of hitmen mm. who had basically lost count of the number of people they'd killed. Like, really fucking dangerous people. Oh, wait, I think I've seen this. Did I talk to, what's his name's uh, uh, hitman? Uh... In in Colombia, yes, the the you're talking about, yeah, uh, and he was sorry he didn't know whether he was actually talking 
beside him just going, mm. I don't know whether to take this guy seriously or not. Yeah. So, is that the show? Either a red t-shirt, gray hair. Is it? Yeah, that's the show. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, some of the people he talked to, as I said, they're really dangerous people and mm. loads of money. They're yeah, yeah. More money than they knew what to do with. Mm. But they were all living in fear. Yeah. And a couple of the people he interviewed, it showed afterwards, you know, this person was shot dead by the army two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they just couldn't enjoy yeah. the, the fruits of, uh, shall we call it, labor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all of them, you know, they had the fear and they knew there was no way out either. Yeah. You know, if they stopped doing what they were doing, they'd be seen as traitors and it was yeah. game over. Yeah. Um, so if that, w- that was pretty creepy actually even mm. your man he did a yeah it was funny you met the hitman and your man did a reenactment of a hit yeah like acting yeah and it was are we going to talk about that on the list is this this black tourists or whatever it's called no 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 that's oh sorry that is black tourist that i'm talking about Maybe dark dark tourist. dark tourist dark tourist yeah uh, yeah so so, you, so you've seen so this TV as well. this week yeah TV this week, we have Dark Tourist from Netflix, <laughs> Steve. Yeah. So this was part of it. Oh, so maybe they renamed it then. Because I watched this on Channel 4 and they called it The Real Narcos. Oh, right. No, you, know, you watched a different program that featured the same characters because they're, they're dealing with the same... Yeah, it's the same like, material. Okay. Yeah. The same material, yeah. So what's um, Dark Tourist about, Steve? <laughs> Pretty much uh, <laughs> tourism. Uh, good. Let's go with and the, see the Mocabra. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and uh, the Hitmen. and. Yeah, yeah. Voodoo, and uh-huh. he just goes and investigates, or mm. goes to find out. All some of them are most bizarre, but really? uh, in this episode, one of them was went down to Colombia. Okay, <laughs> uh, like we're saying, and uh, that was just bananas. But he also yeah. went to what was that festival in Mexico where they celebrate the dead? You know, where, uh, they have like all, all their little figurines. Of oh the, yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. of the what do you call it uh, of death with yeah. uh, his, yeah. his side mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing but it's a massive celebration okay. like celebrating death like it celebrate yeah. life yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, may as well die happy yeah you know, <laughs> you know so they don't fear it let's say mm-hmm. um, but it all started with one lady who sort of mm-hmm. kicked this off and now they're all into it and, uh, okay street gangs and all yeah. the rest of them yeah crazy into it and yeah. do they just like have human sacrifice at the end <laughs> <laughs> not quite did you, you watch this Mark well no I did, yeah. yeah. It, like, so he's trying to go on tours to see, like Steve said, the macabre and, and the weird. So he's not a guy who's going to be sitting in Santa Panza sunbathing and reading a book. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to this festival of the dead. It's a cult of some goddess of death. Um, and he just walks around talking to people about it. And it's like... It is exactly the kind of thing that I wouldn't do if I was on holidays. Like, I am that person lying <laughs> on the beach reading a book. Like, You famously went to Cancun and didn't leave the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought this guy was a gobshite. Right? Completely a gobshite. He's completely wasting his time. But anyway, he's trying to make something interesting out of it for TV. And I think that he fails hands down. The bit about the... The assassins that worked for your man, what's his name, Chapo? Or that was a. What's, his what's name? the guy's name? Pablo Escobar. Uh, Pablo, Pablo Escobar. Escobar, that's yeah. it, yeah. They call him El Chapo or something, do they? El Chapo's the Mexican. Uh, different guy? Yeah, El yeah, Chapo's yeah, different guy. Different generation. Yeah. Never mind, right. El Chapo's still in jail in the US. He keeps escaping. So, <laughs> so um, like, he did one thing where they do this tour where you can actually illegally cross the border. From Mexico into the States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, that seemed a bit interesting because it's, it's like, it's like, it yeah. reminded me of, you know, these guys that wear the empathy suit when, you know, their girlfriend's pregnant or whatever. <laughs> I have never heard of that. But yeah, they do the whole, you know, you become an illegal immigrant. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And so you have to do the whole, the whole trek. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're shouting at them, and then they get. Uh, attacked by bandits, yeah. all their gear gets stolen. And then they're going. They yeah. took my gear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going. I was going to say to then. Then. But what about my watch? And he's just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all like, oh shit, what about this? Yeah. Is scary, you know. <laughs> it's really funny. They get tied up and fucking. Oh, I mean, some of the are laughing away. This? Yeah, yeah. Some dude is laughing away at this. Yeah. And go, what the fuck? Are you laughing? <laughs> there's a gun to his head and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, it's nuts. Uh, what people will do for entertainment, huh? 
Uh, yeah. So to complete my metaphor, anyway, he this guy was going through the suffering of a Mexican, you know, trying to break into the states, mm-hmm. right? In the same way that a man might wear an empathy suit, so he can understand how shit it is to carry a child. Oh, is that what it is? So you wear like a fat suit? A bit, yeah. It's a bit like is that. It? Just so you oh, can right. you can also have a sore back. You can also have something pressing oh. on your bladder. Okay, oh. I didn't. I'd never heard of that. So, how can somebody with enough testosterone to get somebody pregnant have so little self-respect as to wear an empty suit? <laughs> Sounds kind of S and M to me. It does, uh, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you know, like there's there's all sides to this, and I would never say which side I come down on. But either it's the most wonderful experience one can have, or it fucking isn't. So make up your mind. <laughs> um, so. Your man's I not think, unlike Louis Thoreau, but he's like a a, okay. a B movie Louis Thoreau. Okay, yes, couldn't get and, Louis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, and there is the problem, right? Yeah. Leaving the content aside for a minute, because some of it is interesting, but he's not. As a as a presenter, he's poor. He does like sort of ridicule what's going on, and sometimes you go, yeah. "I can't believe you just asked that question," or "I can't believe you just said that." You know, fair play to you, particularly when he was talking to the assassin for. Pablo, mm-hmm. he said some stuff to that guy that you probably shouldn't say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that was okay. I appreciated that side of it. But again, he didn't have the wherewithal to carry it off and make it really genuinely entertaining. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know a good host when you see one, yeah. right? And just, I don't think he is that guy. I don't think he's a front of camera guy. You know, you know maybe you, he should be a series creator or something. You've really hit the nail on the head. And that's, mm. that's pretty much why I'm not going to be watching anymore. Oh, not, I definitely won't watch it more yeah, for content, a variety of reasons. Yeah, content mm. was interesting, but yeah. yeah. I just, your mind like, was just annoying me, really. Yeah, well, like when you watch a travel program, you want to know where has the best sun loungers for reading the sun. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to find out how you can fucking Ill- illegally emigrate to the States when you probably have a visa in your back wine? pocket anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the best house wine? Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, Berlin, Babylon. I've uh, been watching this. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, eight episodes into season one. Yeah. Um, this is one I recommend. Uh, came recommended, um, but uh, I, I sort of I, I think I might have sent on the name to you. But yeah. uh, it's I've actually been afraid to watch this. Why? Because I keep thinking it'd be like some sort of scat par- party or something. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> of course you do, Mike. Of course you do. In fact, this this could be mildly up your street. Uh, even though there is no scat. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's said in the 20s. Unlucky, unlucky Mike. Unlucky Mike. It's said we're in 1928, 29. So you've, uh, it's a detective. Um, yeah. He's come from one city into, into Berlin and mm-hmm. he, he has an agenda okay. uh, that we don't know about. Mm-hmm initially yeah. and he's set with this other partner but he still has his own agenda to okay. investigate and so on mm. but uh, he is a, a vet from World War One okay. um, as most of them are mm-hmm. um, and it's at the time of where the socialists and uh, you know social democratics and the, mm. the communists and all that there's a lot of political un- instability and uh, mm. of course um, the Hitler's crowd are sort of gaining popularity mm. and yeah. uh, Russians are sneaking in uh, weapons yeah. despite the Versailles Treaty. Oh, they're sneaky bastards oh, in Russia. <laughs> yeah, so it it all revolves around that. And uh, as a detective story, uh, it's really good. Okay. It, it's really, really good. It's gri- yeah. gripping. Is it black and white or color? It's color. Okay. Now, it took me about three episodes to really get into it. Okay. Like the first one I thought, yeah, that yeah. looks good. And the second one, yeah, it's still kind of good and kind of interested okay. to see where this thread goes and that yeah, thread goes. Yeah. And then third one was like, okay, I'm in. Okay. You know, so, um, Subtitles? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's uh, German and there's matterings of Russian in it. Okay. So, yeah. so it Mark will never watch this. Never watch yeah. this. No, but, not a chance. No. Um, but... Uh, uh, this was made a couple of years ago, and there's season two, I believe, is out. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm one episode from the end of mm-hmm. season one. So um, might watch it tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's great. I highly recommend it. Yeah, cool. Berlin, Babylon. I have, I have two kind of roundup items I just need to throw out mm-hmm. before we get to the the actual the list. The yeah, yeah. Um, counterpart. Yes, I've watched another episode and I really like it. Oh, really? Mm. I liked it anyway, 
and I gave it a thriller, which means I'm going to watch more. But you were looking at me with one eyebrow raised going, are you going to watch more of this, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, yeah, I think so. Leave me alone, Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I have done, and the second episode was probably even better than the first. Oh, really? And it was a good first episode, yeah. Um, and also, because I accidentally series-linked it and because I had nothing else to do, yeah. I watched more of um, Who is America? Oh, so did I. And now I'm completely hooked, and I bloody love it. Really? I fucking love this show. Oh, God, I've gone right off it. I can't watch it. I love watching it now. Okay, give, it us, give us reasons. I, sorry? Give us reasons why. Like, well, well, I have the antibodies. I said this about um, fan uh, fan stuff when it comes to the after shows. But at the st- in the first one, I was going, all right, this is just a bit too much. It's uncomfortable. Mm. But now I'm, a, I'm ready for the discomfort. All right. Oh, okay. I'm 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 are expecting you, it and I know what he's going to do. It's it's not even that. It's just that because I expect it and I know what he's doing, I, I'm 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 comfortable with it. Right, but okay. lads, he does such fucking amazing <laughs> shit. He goes he goes to a rap battle as as your man, the um the guy that went to dinner in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. You know, he's like yeah. the balding um self hating white man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or how do you say it? Like but that guy, and uh, he, he actually he nearly won the rap battle <laughs> without rapping. Like I just started going, and uh, he goes, "You say you have a bigger phallus than I do, but I think that too big a phallus is a problem for the female. So really, it's inverse, and I'm embarrassed that my phallus is much bigger than yours." And then all the crowd <laughs> go, "Oh man, shit! He got you, dog!" Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, and it's crazy, like because. Yeah. And it must have been so hard for him not to become Ali G during that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was really good. And he's done some other amazing stuff. He had this town hall meeting in this really small, almost derelict town in the American Midwest. Yeah. And he, he was there like, do you want more money and jobs in your town? And of course, they're all there. Yeah. Hoorah. USA. And he goes on then about living the American dream and everything. And then he, he unveils his plan. They're going to have the biggest mosque outside of Saudi Arabia (laughs) (laughs) and then everyone just immediately fucking turns and it's so good there's a guy there saying look we don't have many black people here either and it's you know it's not an accident yeah (laughs) oh jeez yeah they're really bad but it's just it's so so funny so funny once you get used to it I'm kind of the the opposite opposite perspective yeah I adored the first episode but I got, I started getting the feeling like, you know, back when, uh, music artists used to release albums. Yeah. You'd have an album that had one or two fantastic songs and then the rest of it was a bit shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, gotcha. I thought the first episode was really, really strong, but I've watched up to episode four now and there's been a couple of good bits throughout, but mm-hmm. it wasn't as consistently strong as the first one, or mm-hmm. consistently offensive. Like, there's been okay. a, cu- a couple of interviews he did that just fell flat, where the person didn't bite. Okay. And to my mind... Yeah, when they were too smart. Yeah, to my mind, those should have been cut. Right. You know, because he didn't get them on board. Right. And it it just kind of... There's so, no point to it then. Yeah, it just deflates yeah. the episode yeah, then, yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. even if there is a good bit, if there's two bad bits, it's kind of, eh. um, which is an awful shame because the good bits I do really, really enjoy. <laughs> um, so, so we need a best of. Yes, I think a best of that sh- that series would be a fantastic forty-five minutes. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it through to the end. Dip in again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I they're still humming and hawing about whether to release the Sarah Palin interview. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, that's what everybody talked about from the very beginning. Yeah, but they're the producers are still thinking, mm, will we do it? Will we really? Uh, or oh, we just keep people talking and guessing? Yeah. You know, <laughs> what's a word, Sarah? What's yeah. a word? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, tell us about Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, will I ever? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, this is a new TV Mission show, Impossible, <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout. I had to put on the TV section because there's no room left in movies. <laughs> um, it's it's the latest Mission Impossible movie. Uh, Tom Cruise reprises his role as Ethan Hunt, and uh, he is on the trail of um, nuclear materials 
um, to try and prevent them being turned into nuclear weapons that could seal the fate of the Western world. Oh, basically. Oh, oh, who's the enemy this time? Um, anarchists. Oh, oh. Yeah, very 2018. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Tifa. Yeah, you'd have taught they, they talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, the the targets they have are like, you know, Washington, uh, Riyadh, um, you know, places that go across cultural yeah, and yeah. racial and religious lines. Mm. Um, and it's all in the service of anarchy, basically. Mm. Um, so. He does a pretty good uh, Eaton Hunt. He does. Uh, I, th- I think that this might be the best Mission Impossible yet. Oh, yeah? It is an unmitigated thrill ride from start to finish. It is incredibly, incredibly exciting. The the big um, the big the big sweeps, the big, um, what would I describe, the big stunts, right? There's car chases, bike chases, helicopter chases. There's like Broken so angles, much. Everything. There's so much adrenaline in this one film. It's just incredible. And they managed to do it without anyone, and like I'm talking about myself, I certainly didn't realize just how nonsensical some of the stuff was. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't That's say so unlike you, man. <laughs> but I don't say that to detract from the film. Like, it's, it's just, it's very, it's very self-reverent. As in, like, it's taken the impossible mission and the impossible mission force incredibly seriously and you're pulled along with it. And the threat to the world seems incredibly real. And the idea of somebody like Ethan Hunt and some of the things he does are a bit, you know, a bit bit much. But you don't doubt them for a second. And then, like, the car chases are just brilliant. Um, Like watching it in the big screen and he's taking these turns and just near misses and oh god your heart's in your mouth and he manages to come across as for all of the crazy stuff he manages to do he comes across as fairly human and vulnerable as well which makes you worry about him more mm-hmm. um it's a bit like batman in the justice league but um <laughs> I I I I'll be honest with you guys, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed an action film as much as this one. Really? And and I know it's I've had a break from the cinema for a while, but like it was really, really good. It was the best that Tom Cruise has ever been, I think. And I spotted when he broke his ankle as well. Oh really? Because he finished that scene with the ankle broken. Mm, what a guy. I know. He's he's fucking amazing. He's just an amazing fella. How do they handle the continuity issue, though, whereby Ethan Hunt in MI5 looks younger than Ethan Hunt in the first Mission Impossible? <laughs> Why do you try and ruin things? <laughs> what is it? What is it about? So I never you? go to the cinema, Michael. <laughs> right. Listen. So. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to say that this is high cinema, or that mm-hmm. we're going to learn more about ourselves from watching it, mm-hmm. or that we come out pondering upon, you know, <laughs> a mystery of the human condition heretofore unexplored. Mm-hmm. It's not that kind of movie, but it's brilliant for all that. Am I the only one that's seen it? Yep. Right. Well, it's an eight for me then, and I recommend wow. thoroughly that you go and see it. Okay. Yeah. Right. We'll make that happen. I have to. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So next, uh, extinction. You want to tell us about extinction? Plagued by dreams of an alien invasion, a family man faces his worst nightmare when an extraterrestrial force begins exterminating Earth's inhabitants. <laughs> Mike, how did you miss this? <laughs> I, I, I have no words, Steve. You're watching fucking Bake Off. They can you? convey my That's disappointment. The fucking problem. He's watching, <laughs> watching Australians Australian Bake Off. That's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. <laughs> Masturbating over a fucking dessert of some kind. <laughs> you, you know, a creme brulee is not something to be. Uh, <laughs> so this is Michael Pena, <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan, Mike Cotter, Emma Booth. They're kind of the, the big names in it, aren't they? There's a huge twist in it. We're not going to spoil. Booth oh yes, Emily Booth. Emma. Okay. Yeah. Big difference. There's a huge twist in it that we're not going to spoil. Um, it is. So there's a lot of the tropes of science fiction here that you've seen in other science fiction TV shows and films, right? There's there's things that are fairly common. It is like your alien invasion doomsday scenario. 
But very quickly at the start of the film, you realize that something about this isn't right. And then, for in my head at least, yeah. I started firing all cylinders going, fuck, figure it out, what's going on? Figure it out, figure it out. And trying to beat the movie to the answer. Mm-hmm. And that, on its, as an aside, is really fucking enjoyable because the clues they give you are expertly divvied up across the first and second acts. So you get there just when they want you to. Um, And on top of that, yeah. then the action and the character interplay is really interesting. And there's families involved yes. in this as well. Yes. So it, whenever kids are in danger, it's always, it's always that bit more, um, I don't know, I guess you, you, you get sucked in and it, empathize with the parents or the kids or whoever, but it, 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 they're so much more vulnerable and need to be looked after that it makes, it heightens the tension. There's a, there's a great, uh, like the, 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 the tool that they use at start where he is foreseeing all of this happening. Um, that's, you know, that, that's brilliant. Just how it yeah. all pans out. It, it, because he, he's like waking up in the middle of the night going, oh Jesus, I just mm-hmm. saw them. Uh, or he'd be walking down the street and he sort of, or uh, maybe even at work and he'd sort of, he'd sort of go into a bit of a, a, a dream state. Right. And he'd see like uh, the alien ships coming down and he's going, oh Jesus, uh, you know, and he'd wake up and go, yeah, and you think that's the story, yeah. but it's not. And everyone's going, uh, you're going crazy, dude. And he thinks he's going crazy. And, you know, uh, it, it's just, it's really cool. Actually, it's did really you, cool. Did you like this, Steve? I, this, yeah, you know what? Did. I did. I really enjoyed it. Now, production-wise, they could have thrown a few more quid at it. They could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could. But uh, the aliens are fine and all that kind of stuff. You don't yeah. worry about that end of things. Um, and uh, But there, there are times where you sort of go, yeah, that's probably out in the back lot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, the aliens in particular are quite cheap. <laughs> oh, did you think they were cheap? Yeah, I did, yeah. Did you? I, I didn't think it mattered, to be honest. No, I didn't, no. Um, but I thought they oh, okay. I thought they were cool. Okay, <laughs> well, right, in history. his defense, yeah, I thought that the destruction looked really convincing. Mm. A lot of shit gets blown up, mm. and I thought that well, that worked. Uh, would you, um, just like Letter Kenny on a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you say it's uh, it's a sci-fi movie, alien invasion movie, like you've never seen? There is an episode of Star Trek, like there is for all things. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't I, we, unless we were doing a spoiler cast I can't yeah, really yeah, say yeah. much more yeah. but um, right after the reveal happened yeah um, so anyway I, I have to be careful here because if, if you spoil what, what the twist is an yeah, awful yeah. lot of the enjoyment of this movie yeah, is gone yeah, right yeah. so I, I'm uh, trying to be careful let, yeah, here yeah. but right yeah. after it happened I went, this is exactly what they did in episode blah, blah, blah. I yeah. said, this is exactly it. I said, how could I not have seen this? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's really well written. And it's, it's Netflix. Um, it is Netflix. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's Netflix, yeah. Like, and when you're, when you're finished, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're sitting there in the aftermath and you're, you're both feeling a little bit dirty, a little bit used, but you know you still kind of enjoyed it because that's what you wanted in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of go, go, well, you know, I have kind of seen this before, but yeah, fuck it, it's still good though. Yeah, and their treatment of it is different, and I, I think it's, I think it was very good. Look, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a seven for me. It's quite close to an eight, but you know, it's no mission yeah, impossible. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's uh, that's a fair score, all right. Um, right. Love Simon. So I'm presuming I'm the only one that's seen this. Yes, I think so. Um. I said to Donna of a of a Friday night. I said, "What do you What do you want to watch? You want to watch a movie on Saturday because we often do have movie nights on Saturdays." And uh, she goes, "Okay, yeah, let's watch a movie." I said, "But the world cannot be ending or have ended in whatever it is that we watch." <laughs> and I went, "Oh, Jesus! It's unlikely to be any good then." He's cut out about ninety five percent of your options there. <laughs> yeah, all the good ones are gone. Like. 
And I went, well, I, I kind of laughed. I said, but are you serious? Like, and she goes, yeah, come on. We watch the same fucking thing. The only thing that changes is what is ending or has ended the world. <laughs> is it a virus? Oh, I don't know. Is it a zombie? I don't know. And she goes, and what was that thing we watched at the start of the week? And I said, extinction. And she said, yeah, fucking aliens. <laughs> so I went, all right, look, just to show my fucking softer side. Okay, Google, what are the top 10 best rom-coms of 2018? Hmm. And I perused the list that was then presented to me with my Samsung. And I said, no, I couldn't stick that one, couldn't stick that one. Uh, maybe that one. So the maybe that one that I watched was Love, Simon. Love, Simon tells the story of a teenager who is gay and his struggle in coming out, how it affects his family, his friends, and his own relationships. Um, it's quite funny. It is not as funny as Cock Blockers or Blockers, as the movie's called. Um, <laughs> it is uh, it is fairly bittersweet. Like, there's, there's a lot of really poignant moments in it. I I liked their... Like, it's it's a bit YA. It's a bit young adult. Uh, because the subject matter and, and, like, everyone is in it is really fucking young. Uh, Josh, is it Duhamel, the guy from Transformers? Take a word yeah. for it. So, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, let me just get this straight. Not even a small portion of the Earth ends in this. <laughs> oh, it's, re- it's really annoying. And then when you see Josh from Transformers, you go, oh, fuck, maybe there's robots. Yeah. But no. <laughs> but no, uh, afraid not. No, it's, it's, it is good. As, as, as rom-coms go, it's not bad at all. And they handled, I guess... I think you've got something there, Mark. Uh, a robot <laughs> rom-com. No, a robot that's coming out. In a rom-com. Oh, I think we've had that. <laughs> Have we? Have we had a gay robot? Wasn't, I'm just going to keep going. Wasn't Data exploring his sexuality at some point oh, on the Jesus, holodeck? Oh, Star Trek. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every Data time did you've have got a relationship a new, at one point, yeah. New, new idea. Um, damn it. He, he, managed to, he managed to hook a lady who wanted an una- emotionally unavailable man. <laughs> she she realizes after 42 minutes of Star Trekking that he is not just emotionally unavailable. He has none. Anyway, <laughs> um, isn't there an episode for everything in life? I presume you're both aware that Star Trek is bringing Jean-Luc Picard back into the fold. Yeah. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Are Man. we excited? My yeah. brother messaged me going, my life is complete once more. Yeah. <laughs> I agreed with him all heartily. But I'm looking back to Love, Simon. So they they do exposition really well in this movie because obviously someone struggling with his sexuality is a very internal struggle and it all happens in their head. Oh, I thought you were but, talking about getting your tackle out. <laughs> of course, of course you did. But through the whole um, pen pal relationship that he forms, which is, and he signs himself off as Love Simon at one point, that's where the title comes from. They use that as a very skillful tool for exposition of the whole subject, basically. And I thought that was very well done. It didn't, it didn't seem at all forced. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I would. I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> like it's probably just double entendres firing faster than you can keep up with inside your brain. But um, pretending I don't notice these. <laughs> For those of you not able to see the Isabiska studio, Mike is in danger of swallowing his tongue or wetting himself, given his age. You can never tell. So look at. I would probably give this a seven as well. I think. Mm. Mm, yeah, seven is fair, I think. Go with seven. All right, okay. Jez, you're queer generous with the fucking marks this week. Queer generous. <laughs> yeah. Um, have we covered everything? That's the entirety of the list. Um, I thought to leave you with. If we're going to have the Angelus then. And <laughs> you know Toy Story, right? Yeah. I do know Toy Story. Say aliens came down and attacked and killed all the toys. Oh, right. Would Andy keep playing with their corpses because he doesn't know that they're alive? <laughs> <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> I just <laughs> no. I heard someone discussing yeah. that during the week. I thought it was hilarious. Wow. It's a good point. Well, yeah, I was going to say he'd noticed they'd been melted in the eye and stuff, but when that bad kid from around the corner stole, <laughs> it might have been a disease. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing sadder than a melted yeah. toy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> So, Mark, are you still jitsing? Yeah, I can't tell if we're still recording or not now. Do you, oh, do you still do a, uh, an outro? 
No, no. We haven't done yet. No, I just want to... Um, yeah, I'm still just... Yeah, I'm, still, I'm still going strong. Yeah, tell the um, people. They want to know. That's why they tune in. Well, I'm, I'm training... This episode? <laughs> Maybe. It's been a week since our last episode. I'm training I'm training twice a week. Yeah, it's, it's going well. I've kind of gotten some of my flow back, but I'm still... My memory and my reflexes are still <laughs> mm. uh, antagonists, yeah. basically. Actually, uh, but, my, uh, my young lad had... Uh, probably his biggest belly laugh of the year when I told him, related your story about getting kicked in the leg, and three seconds later, your brain's saying, oh, I should probably check that. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably check that on my leg is sore. <laughs> but, uh, no, there, there was, I went to, there's an over 35s class on... Um, oh, lads. Yeah. Did I mention this to you guys already? No. I feel like I'm getting no. deja vu here. I went to the over 35s class because what classes I do is entirely dependent on what suits uh, at home right? Yeah. Um, with the kids and everything else so it's, it's different every week some nights I'm there for MMS barn some nights I'm there for jiu-jitsu you know it, it just varies so this particular night I wound up in the over 35s and those guys are a, kind of a separate group to the main club they only train in the only over 35s classes themselves right and I think that most of them started training when they're over 35 and none of them really are training all that long they're still really good guys in the class like yeah but I don't know, was it because I was with guys in my own demographic or what, but I found myself doing an awful lot better. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that kind of gave me a bit of confidence then that I carried back into the class with all the younger people. Yeah. So um, my confidence is kind of back now. And I'm still not good at all. I'm not, like, I wear a blue belt, but that's it. I I, I am not a blue belt. Mm. And... uh, trying to remember some of the fucking stuff that I, I used to do. And and what's funnier as well is when <laughs> there was this thing that I used to do when I'd be in side control on top and somebody would get a far side underhook. And of course the risk there is that they'll throw you up towards their head and get on your back. Right. Yeah. So you don't really want them to have the underhook. I used to put my hand, my neck, my hand on their necks. Right. I'd straighten my left, my yeah. near arm. And, and because it'd be straight then, when they would lift me, it would make me choke their neck more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So then they would stop. And I did that on reflex one night, and I couldn't remember why I used to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, fuck, I used to do this all the time. I said, but you shouldn't really be straightening your arms when someone's, you know, available. I was going, maybe I'm setting myself up here. And and then, then it kind of slowly, then, you know, your man would try and move, and then I would feel what was happening. I was going, oh, I'm starting to get it now. But it's weird. Like, it's almost like I've lived a fucking past life. Yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. know jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And it comes back to me in fits and fucking starts. Like, but oh, <laughs> it was, I was sparring then another night, and I saw two spars that are worth mentioning, and I, I shut the fuck up, right? But I was sparring with this guy who is one of the coaches in jiu-jitsu. He's really, really good jits, and he's not bad striking as well. But he's only about, I would say, 70 kilos at a push. Soaking wet, he's 70 kilos. So he's a good bit smaller than me. But he's only able to throw things at 100%. Oh, right. So every, every leg kick he threw was as hard as he possibly could. Every punch yeah. he threw was as hard as he could. And because I'm bigger, I can survive that. But it still gets fucking annoying after a while. <laughs> so in my head, I was going, right, don't fucking sledge this guy because I'm you know over 100 kilos at the minute. And if I hit him full force... You know, I'll probably be fine. <laughs> but he might not be. So, the fir- like about the first thing he did, this is when I realized he was going full force, was he hit me with a Superman punch right between the eyes as hard as he could. Like, and he was fucking funny in the air when he did it. And I went, all right, okay, plainly I cannot fucking sit back and go easy with you because you're just going to keep fucking hitting me as hard as you can. So uh, I uh, I suppose the, the cliff notes are I mostly held my temper but I did hit him in the body at one stage the cr- and crossed his eyes <laughs> briefly <laughs> because it, ju- it just fucking needed to be done yeah. but uh, then there was another guy who is a lot closer to my size and was going fairly hard and I was fine with that I up my the, how hard I was hitting and we kind of were hitting each other about as hard as we could he was trying to sledge me with an overhand right and I was trying to catch him off that with a left hook Right. Mm. so this is an incredibly risky game of cat and mouse we're yeah. both playing here because when he throws his he's open to me and when I throw mine I'm open to him yeah. and you know we can blame my rustiness but he landed first anyway and he hit me with this fucking incredible overhand right right on the fucking jaw oh. my jaw was sore for a day after but uh, 
And then he goes, oh, geez, I'm sorry. And I went, no. I said, don't fucking ruin it now. I said, you're not sorry. <laughs> said, you will be. You were, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. cross at all. Yeah. I, I was going, I said, you were trying to hit me really hard with an overhand right and you managed it. I said, don't be fucking apologizing. And I was trying to hit you hard too. <laughs> so he kind of laughed yeah. and then we got back sparring. But like, you know, that's the way it should be. Yeah, if yeah. you kind of decide as men that you're going to go hard and someone gets hit, then you have to fucking accept it. Like, <laughs> like if I was going light on him and then he hit me without warning, really really hard I'd be annoyed mm, yeah yeah but that's not what was going on so anyway they're, they're my jit stories for the week this is from a man uh, he used to have a left and a right shoulder <laughs> and now he's got a good and a bad one it's the knees it's the knees the knees right now knee. is it yeah. How, yeah how's it holding up not very well oh shit <laughs> struggle on <laughs> yeah. through it though yeah. no I, I can't like I can I can only do Double legs or any kind of knee bendy takedown yeah. towards the end of the class when yeah, I'm really yeah. fucking warm. Do you wear wraps or anything? Or support or? No, yeah, but I, that day is coming like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I uh, they sometimes do double legs and double leg setups as a warm up drill and I just fucking, it's so sore. <laughs> I just yeah. can't do it. Like yeah, my yeah. knee doesn't hold me. I'll, I'll, I'll do the first part of the shot and then I don't have the strength of my legs to get back up again. So I just kind of have to get up old man style. Yeah, yeah. One leg at a time. Go, oh, Jesus yeah. fucking hell. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. A dad stand up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose you're lifting 100 kilos every time you get up, you know? That's the way to look at it. Yeah. That's the way to look at it. Yeah. I'm too strong. That's the problem. That's the thing. Yeah. Deadlifts for, for days. Yeah. yeah. Right. We'll leave it there. Right. From Mike, Mark, Steve, Sean, and Shona. Stay classy. Good man, Mike. <laughs> Mike good luck. <look. laughs>